Hi, Shane. Hi, JC. So I have a really great idea. How about we record a podcast episode about our time and adventures at the Atlantic City Open? You mean like the ones that are totally original and never done by anyone else? Yeah. Let's see. I think it'd be fresh. I think people would definitely want to listen to that. No. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of the Watts Hammer Watts Cast. My name is JC, and I'm here with... I'm here again with Shane. That's me, yeah. And we are still here trying to figure out what exactly our relation is. Uh, yeah, so, no one's ever going to know. No. Nah. Uh, it's a mystery. Just like the secret origins of Exodia. Uh, so we are back uh, from the Atlantic City Open. Uh, we, uh, this time, like seven days ago, were sleeping off the uh the final day of the pre-qualifiers um it was an awesome event i think it was frontline's first event since the rona made an appearance yeah i got to uh i got to interact with a kicker for a couple times uh, i don't i doubt he'd remember me if you said if you knew who jc watts was but um he was a nice guy so waved at Reese. Never really seen him before because I'd never been at an FLG event. But he also seemed uh, like a really nice guy. Um, it was kind of nice. I had a lot of my squad there. I think my, the Legion had like six or seven guys at the event. Uh, so it was definitely cool to see there. I saw a lot of faces I haven't seen since like 2019. And uh, two, I think nobody's surprised Jukari won the event. Docker, I know. Uh, so we welcome that. We welcome that nerf with uh, open arms. Uh, even though as we sit here, I am working on the newest uh, episode of GW bullshit and my adeptus mechanicus army. Wait, you're telling me you're gonna play a good army? Are you telling me that salamanders aren't a good army? Eh, they're okay. Is your last name Watts? Are you looking to be a co-host on a podcast? If so, please email me at jcwatts7691 <laughs> at gmail.com. That's jcwatts7691 at gmail.com. Titling the email, I don't think Salamander sucks. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I mean, all right, we'll move on. <laughs> uh <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I brought... Uh, my Salamander 7 Dreadnought meme, um, memeless. So I had the, the, the one, the only Barath Ash Mantle. I had three Contemptors, three Redemptors, and some troops, and my company champion, uh, Manlet. And this whole event was basically just Barath Ash Mantle going absolutely apeshit and ruining people's day. And I don't think I could have asked for a much better than that. Sounds good. Sounds real good. What'd you bring? 
Oh, so I ran the same bullshit I ran at that uh, the board in the game RTT that we briefly talked about that we were going to go to the previous episode. With, uh, <laughs> my nice. weird custode triple telemon with double Gladys Trajan and then some Bloody Rose Sisters shoring it up with like Retributors and some Seraphim. That was actually a lot of fun. I'll give a quick shout out to the event. Uh, our mutual friend of us both, Chris Holter, ran that event. Uh, we both went there. Uh, and the seven dreadnought list actually went three and oh. Um, I beat, I played three three guys who are are considered good friends. Uh, got with Dustin, uh, a teammate of mine, Chris, and then my a friend Nick. Um, and Chris and I, I'm pretty sure, had the lowest scoring game of 40k ever. Uh, it was a 21 to 18 win for the robots, and that's with five turns. Yes, five full turns. Shout out to GW for. What was that? What's that mission? What is the 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 soccer field mission? Is that scouring? Yeah, that's the scouring. Yeah, oh, yeah. pain. Yeah, it turns um, out when neither of you score primary points, the scores get real low. Yeah, when you, neither of you are fully painted and neither of you have primary points to score, uh, yeah, you just score secondaries, and uh, it was yeah, that was a, a fantastic time. Um, but yeah, uh, so we got we got you know. Nice little agenda tonight. We're going to go over our, our scores with the ACO. We'll give shout outs to particularly awesome opponents. And um, after that, uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it last time. We'll talk about the new, the two new books out, out in the block. Uh, I'll go over a couple things with the Adept, the, uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus book, things I'm really excited for to try with that. Um, and Shane can talk about Sisters and that wide, wide rainbow feelings that I know you have about it. <laughs> uh have you been up to anything hobby wise recently shane so i bought a bunch of the new sisters models and i have started putting them together even Excellent. though it's like pulling teeth for me but i'm doing it how are they to build are they that bad um so i've been working on the sacrosance i don't know if i'm saying that right but whatever that's the the shield guard fucking new unit the guard they're not like they're not bad they're a little bit more parts than I would have expected, but uh, they're not that bad. Do you do and, the spears or do you do the, the seal clubs? Well, so here's the trick. Um, the thing that's actually really cool about the kit, the one really cool thing, is that the weapons have their own associated arms. So I'm going to magnetize them at the shoulder, so that way I can pick whichever arms are fucking better. I mean... That is the the efficient way to do it. So, kudos. I mean, you know me. I like magnets, and for the show, for for uh, for the reference, I like magnets. How do they work? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I have been building the shit out of Adeptus Mechanicus. Um, in the last like week, I've built like twenty Skitari, uh Two of the planes, some boats, uh, ten of the the burbs, the burb men, because you know bird, they're, they're abusive. Um, got my airbrush working. I went through a whole saga with that, where I thought I was going to be able to paint, but then my airbrush was dead because I hadn't used it in two years. And then I bought a new airbrush, and then I immediately skunked that with primer. So um, shout out to Vallejo. Thank you for ruining my life. Um, so what yeah. you're saying is your airbrush died and then you gave it a res or erection? Yes. 
Excellent. The Omnicide demands. Erections. The Atlantic City Open. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, they had it in Harris Hotel uh, Resort. With, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, up in Atlantic City. It was an awesome venue. It was massive. Like, oh, my God. Um, it was really big. Had a lot of cool places to eat. I went to Gordon Ramsay's, and I tried to pay my uh, my waiter extra money to tell me I was a piece of garbage, but he wouldn't do it. Uh, so I really feel like I missed out on the experience, but um, <laughs> it was definitely, you know, it was definitely cool. I'm very excited for the next one because I'll definitely be back to that. Um, they, um, yeah, so I got there on Thursday, um, got all settled in, and I we can jump right into round one. So there was, I guess, a, a scheduling or a pairing mishap or something on day one because they did pair. Pairings went up. And lo and behold, I looked at uh, looked at my pairings, and I was originally paired with the one and only Nick Adabadi. So I was like, okay, well, there goes there goes my weekend. Uh, my, <laughs> my, dreams, my dreams of my dreams of winning are crushed. Um, but uh, actually, nah, I, I didn't really care. I'll play anybody. Uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure he would have beat me. But so we went at the table. We you know said hello, shook hands. Uh, he gave me some pretty dope Art of War objective masks. I felt kind of bad because when they repaired us, he was already gone, so I couldn't give them back. Um, so I just kind of hung on to them. Um, but yeah, I got repaired. Well, they did did the repairings, um, and I got paired into Orcs. And it was a gentleman from Indian the Indianapolis area. His name was Chris Duncan. Uh, so Chris, if you ever wound up hearing this, shout out to you. I uh, was a great opponent. He uh, he drove out there. He's Hangs out at Adepticon a lot, and he had a bunch of boys, some of the scrap jets, and a gargantuan squig off. And the army was gorgeous. It looked really cool. Um, I shot the bejesus out of my dreadnoughts, uh, but Brad Ashmantle got to 1v1 the gargantuan squig off and won, uh, which started his his happy weekend of murder. Uh, I got there 90 to 35. How'd your first round go? Uh, so originally before the repair, I was paired into Seth Oster, who I know you know who that is. Yes, and if you guys listen to this, check out his channel, Seth the Mad Doc. There you go. It's free. Uh, it's advertisement. I'll send Seth if you listen to this. I'll send you the invoice later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we uh we talked and we were all like you know gearing up to play, and then they repaired. So then that didn't happen. So I still have never played him, but uh, it was fun to talk to him in the morning. Um, oh, absolutely great dude. Big fan of his. After the repair, I ended up uh, up against Tomas, uh, and he brought Dark Angels, which was a kind of a combo combined arms list of uh, a little bit of Deathwing and a little bit of Ravenwing. He had like, oh, I don't know, probably like 12 multi-meltas, so the, yeah. the, dread, the dreads were just kind of like, Ugh. um, But uh, I... Won this game pretty handily. Um, he ended up taking stubborn defiance, and like the only good objective in the were in the uh, the mission was basically like one in the center. I don't remember which mission this was, but it was a hammer and anvil style one where it was like one in your deployment zone, and then like two in the middle, and then you know opposite on your opponent. So he only had that one, and. Instead of like hammering down with like a bunch of obsec stuff, he put like one squad of infiltrators, and I'm like, oh yeah, that shit dead. 
<laughs> so, and I went first. So by the, by the top of turn two, those infiltrators were dead. And then just just for notes, it was retrieval mission mission number eleven was what we played around one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and he he like kind of struggled on primary. Well, maybe not struggled. It's not quite the right word, but basically. I had all the aggression and uh, and I took away a bunch of his secondary points. So, yeah, I won that one, eighty-two Perfect. to seventy. So that's, yeah, a one-zero start for both both of the Wattses. Is um, so it's very nice. Uh, round two. So we had lunch. Uh, I think I walked all the way to the other side of the just uh, of the casino resort and went to the burger joint. Had some tasty burgers with my buddy Mike, who I drove up there with. And round two pairings came up. And lo and behold, who do I play? Uh, I started playing Warhammer 40k in 2014, 7th uh, edition. And uh, I started playing in a group of guys. One of them was a guy named Mike Agner, a great friend of mine. We travel everywhere to play 40k. And in the 258 people in this event, I got paired with Mike. Um <laughs> And not only did I get paired with Mike, I paired with Mike, who happened to have the one list that was, like, the worst possible list ever for me. Uh, he was running Triple Catans. Nice. Um, it was not my greatest game. Uh, I failed to kill Warrior spectacularly. I failed to kill Catan spectacularly. And we were playing uh, Vital Intelligence, which I forgot was a hold two, hold three, so I screwed myself out of primary pretty badly. Oof. Um so Mike got me pretty good. He won 89 to 37. Uh, I tilted in this game. I own that. Mike, I apologize to you live on the internet, even though I think you know I'm sorry, but there you go. Have your apology. It's on recording now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, fuck your cutans. But I still love <laughs> you. Figuratively, not literally, of course. Of course. <laughs> How about you, Shane? How was your round two? Um, so I want to highlight one thing before I talk about my round two. The walk to the restaurants from the fucking convention hall, AIDS. <laughs> straight fucking AIDS. Uh, cause that I still have blisters. Yeah, you know, whatever. Just terrible. Anyway, so on to my actual round two. <laughs> so uh, I played against uh, Billy. Uh, I can't say his last name, so I'm not gonna try. Ooh, let me get um, crack at it. He. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Anyway, so he was playing custodes, pure custodes, um, but he basically had all infantry. Um, oh, and he had a Q-Lexus, too. But it turns out that, you know, custodes models that don't take negative damage versus custodes models that do take negative damage uh, doesn't work out so well. So I think I had tabled him turn three? Yikes! Yeah, it went south real fast, like real fast. That's rough. Uh, so I won that one. Actually, what's funny is this is the highest scoring game I've had in all of ninth edition. Really, ninety nine points to his. 35. Really, couldn't score a hundred and bring it home for the boys. Scored a hundred. Well, I guess maybe we'll talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> and we move on to round three. Yeah. Uh, so. Round three, I looked and I behold, noticed that I was getting paired with Tal. Uh, Tal are the the angel from my nightmare. Uh, the my round two opponent and good friend Mike means Tal. 
and he's been abusing me with them for the many, many years. Um, so my opponent's name is Damon Allen. Uh, his list put the fear of God into me because he had the souped-up Riptide. He had Melted Commanders. He had a Tiger Shark. I didn't even know what the hell Tiger Shark did, but boy, did I learn. We'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, and he had some Ghost Kills with all the like, Dion, the Jib Jabs, and he had Remora Stealth Drones. Um, so yeah, uh, we rolled off. Um, I, I can't remember if I said it or not. My opponent's name was Naaman Allen. Uh, I really enjoyed this game. Naaman was a great opponent. Uh, and it turns out he's like really highly ranked right now in the ITC soundings with only running towels. So, yeah, shout out to you, Naaman. Um, nice. He went, he went first, uh, which is going to be a theme in this event. Um, and he shot that tiger shark at me. And my God, I don't know why every towel player doesn't run one of these. Uh, because they have four shots that all they have to do is successfully wound, and the model that the unit they shoot at takes D3 mortal wounds. Um, so I had a Contemptor Dreadnought die to mortal wounds before I even rolled saves. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that was a big yikes. Um, so he went first, he swung pretty hard, he killed, I think, two Dreadnoughts. Uh, and then he did, uh, like the Remora drones, the drone, um, Mortal wound strat, and he did like he took like all my characters, took like three wounds off of all of them. He rolled pretty hot on those D3s, so that was pretty rough. Um, and it made me wish I had an apothecary on my list. But um I I went my first turn was pretty good. Uh I killed a ghost keel. Um I <laughs> I shot the the tiger shark down with uh a contemptor and ash mantle's flamers, so without another Another tally in the Ash Mantle things. Ash Mantle killed this weekend list. Um, I charged a ghost kill with Ash Mantle. The other ghost killed Ash Mantle. And uh, he, he wrote, intervened his, one of his Melted Commanders in. Uh, so Ash Mantle said no thanks. He bitch slapped him off the table. Nani. Uh, and we went, the rest of the game, we spent training, uh, trading models back and forth. Uh, that ghost kill. Uh, danced like the salsa with both of my dreadnoughts for like three tur- like player turns. Like that thing would not die. He made Ash Mantle look like an asshole. What um, the fuck? I do, dude. Crazy. Um, but so it was a really high scoring game. I wound up getting there. The mission was sweep and clear. Uh, I think we both maxed uh, the sweep and clear mission objective. Uh, I just got there a little bit on primaries at the end of the game. All the 94 to 81 win to me. So that put me at finishing day one at two and one. So my third game did not go very well. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I had been pining after playing Dark Elder after making this list, like just to fight them. And um, instead... I got to play against a traditional Bloody Rose Sisters list, which I may- mostly had just moved away from because I couldn't beat Dark Eldar with it. So I felt real bad because I'm like, oh, now I have to play Sisters, which is what I was just playing. <laughs> um, so I was playing Matt Laura, who is uh, a local to the area, and he's actually been showing up on the scene a lot more, so that's cool. Um, Damn, that's awesome. I played him before, and that army looks great. It's a gorgeous army. Yeah, well, I mean, I like it, and I hate it, because it's fucking heresy. I mean, yeah. It's Word Bearers Sisters. Fucking heresy. Yeah, I choose to to allow it because it looks really good, and I 
I didn't realize that there were bearish sisters until like the end of our first game. After no, I, I knew. Compliments, so I can't take them back. I mean, he has a fucking chaos symbol on his goddamn display tray. I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at the Zephyrm that were, you know, Tom was a tank engineering towards me. Yeah. I mean, you know. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, he gave me a good fucking Rick rolling. Um, <laughs> I took direct assault. I think I scored it like once, which fucking felt terrible. Um, I want to say the terrain really boxed me in because the the middle ruins were like tight, so I could never really get any of the dreads where they needed to get. Gotcha. And he just kind of choked me up and uh, just stomped me out. And uh, I mean, he fucking played real good. He he gave me a good Rick rolling, and it felt real bad because it was my old army. <laughs> That's how I feel like I'm gonna start running Zavik army and get my shit pushed by a Salamander's army and have go through identity crisis. I can feel it coming. I if you get your shit pushed in by a Salamander's army, I'm gonna question my entire life. Don't question my ability to lose. <laughs> All right, uh, so. If math serves me properly here, I think that puts us at the end of day one, both at two and one. So that's a pretty good record for me. I traditionally don't do well at uh, big events. It was big sad for losing a, a round on day one. But, I mean, considering my record for this season, that wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we went into round four. And I'll even let you go first this one, buddy. Uh, so you finally got your Dark Eldar match. I did. I did. And it's funny. So, again, reaching back to the weekend prior of that uh, Born to Game event. So I played Mate and his Dark Eldar round one at the Born to Game event. Uh, it's slightly different list than he took to ACO. But uh, I that was basically like my battle test of the list. And it worked out because I won like swimmingly in that game. So going into this game, uh, ironically enough, like Mate saw the pairing and they were actually talking about repairing round four because people drop or whatever from the first day. And he's just like, oh, please pair me away from you. Pair me away from you. And then it didn't happen. Um, so we had like an absolute knockout fucking everything dead kind of game. Um, I honestly want to say at the end of the game, he had like three models and I had like five. Oh. Yeah, it was just like a really, really good game and really tight. Um, I honestly think it even came down to like the very last turn to determine the winner of our game. And well, that was the best game in 40k too. It was. I mean, it was a really fun game. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but he did manage to squeak it out from me and uh, take the win. So he won 68 to my 59. But uh, yeah, shout out to Mate, like fucking holding it down. Like he's super good. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play Mate yet, but I'm sure it's coming eventually. But he uh, got his revenge. Mate's revenge. <laughs> uh, I got paired in the Death Guard, um, played a guy named Rick. Uh, he, had a pretty, he had a pretty straightforward Death Guard list. He had two, two blob, the poop, the poop mortar tanks. Uh, he had Morty. <laughs> he had some Death Shroud, Cultist out the wazoo. Uh, he had a Demon Prince, some characters. And he actually left 75 points for summoning, and he summoned a Nurgle Herald, which is pretty neat because he took the power. He had to put the power on him to, uh, to heal Nurgle Demons. Yeah, like Mortarian? Yeah. Um, bum, bum, bum. 
Uh, I got pretty ballsy this game. I decided to take Wawa's Stand We Fight on um, on my Dreadnoughts. Uh, so I did it on two Redemptors and on uh, Ash Mantle. Um, this game really did not go Rick's way. Um, everything that he, when he needed something to happen, like go off for him, it did not. Um, and he put his Mortarian in my face turn one. Or turn two, I fed him one of my while we stand dreadnoughts to try to pull Mortarian in, uh, which worked. And basically, Barth Ashmantle and the boys kind of ganged up on him and beat his ass. Um, and then he had, <laughs> he had Death Shroud come in and fail a charge. And that was really oh. it for him. Oh, um, no. Rick was awesome. He was a great sport about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he played it. He, I think he actually played the game pretty well. Um, it was just when he needed his dice to dice, they did not dice. Um, and critical, I really, yeah. Um, for the record, uh, I am at this point 0 for 4 going first. Um, <laughs> but I got there, I got there 80 to 64, so it has me at 3 and 1, and you were at 2 and 2. Um, round five, I'm gonna just kind of glimpse over mine. Um, sure. I can talk about mine really quickly if you want. Sure. Really quickly. So, round five gets matched up, and, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, getting ready to go, and, and I don't have anybody there. And I'm like, hmm. All right, well, I guess I'll set up the table. So I set up the table, and uh, and then everyone starts playing, and I still don't have an opponent. And I'm like, this is round five. This is kind of a weird round for somebody to drop. And uh, it turns out the dude just dropped. Just wow. one left, didn't say anything. Uh, so I, I basically got to talk to the judges for, you know, solid like 15 minutes. And they're like, all right, well, um, you know, if somebody else, you know, doesn't have a game and they want to play, you can play or you can walk around or whatever. And there ended up being, I think, uh, like four or five of us. Yeah, five of us, because I remember it was an odd number of, uh, of people that didn't have an opponent on round five, which is to me, it's like the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Because usually people drop after day one, or they drop towards the end, not like round five. Um, but anyway, so those four people all ended up playing each other because I basically volunteered to walk around and be a weirdo because it was fun to just like randomly heckle people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was fun. And in addition to heckling people, I at one point became the water boy for some people because like somebody was dying, so I went and got them a drink, and then I just wait a minute. Fuck it, I'll get you, a case of water. You were serving drinks? Oh, you didn't bring me water. Never mind. I was trying to bring you water. That's right. You can't get indignant. I gave you one, motherfucker. Yeah, you did. I was hydrated as fuck. <laughs> um, my round five, um, I've always been raised and taught to, in the, the art of if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So I'm going to choose not to really touch on this game. I played against Necrons, um, and it was 80 to 51 loss. Um, Pono was fine. He played a clean game, but I think we just didn't have personalities that meshed, which is kind of weird for me because I usually get along with everybody. Um, we played, so you know, played the game. Necrons are bad for me, um, and we moved on. Round six, though, party. So, wait, wait. Oh, so, one last thing that I wanted to touch on because I said I'd talk about it later. Remember how I said the ninety-nine is the highest I've ever scored? Well, uh-huh. technically, I got a hundred for the buy. It's fucking excuse me? Nah, man. They gave everybody that didn't have an opponent 100 points. What kind of dick were they smoking? I don't know, dude. 
And that's why I was just like, to me, I don't count that as 100 points I earned, because in my opinion, I did. So 99 is still the highest I've ever scored. Fair. All right, um, we can move on now. But yeah, round six. Uh, and Lord and behold, somehow in this ninth edition meta, I get paired against Tal for a second time. <laughs> uh, I played a guy against a guy named Lou. Uh, he is like from like Connecticut or so, uh, somewhere, somewhere north. Um, and this was just a good old time. Um, that was a really bad matchup for him. He had a bunch of crisis suits with um, like the the mortars. That were AP one, but I don't care about that because I'm Salamanders uh, and I'm Dreadnoughts. Um, so he went first and he shot three broadsides with rail rifles into one of my Dreadnoughts, and I think did like like four damage to one Dreadnought. Um, so I kind of looked at it in in a in a move akin to a good friend. Uh, well, he's, I I think of him as a friend of mine. Um, I don't know if you know him, how well you know him, but uh. Shout out to Juice. Uh, realizing what was about to happen, we went and grabbed some beers and <laughs> I shot him a lot. And uh, basically, you know, it was I, I realized where the game was going to go, but it was also round six and I was two and or three and two and I wasn't going to win anything. So we just kind of goofed off and had a blast. And it was like a it was like a beer and pretzels game of Warhammer. And it was it was probably the most enjoyment I've ever gotten out of a game of Warhammer. Lou is a great opponent. I would really like to, an opportunity to play against him again. Uh, his towel looked awesome. Uh, he had cool models. Uh, like I love the broadsides of Dion Cannons. He had a Yavara. Um, nice. But yeah, so I got there. I won 83 to 77. Um, so he actually scored a lot of points on secondaries because uh, and primaries because of um, what was the, what's the mission? Hold on. Really bad job at calling these out. Yeah, we played battle lines, uh, so it was pretty easy to keep knocking each other off of the objectives and taking them. Um, but yeah, it was an absolute blast. How about you, round six? So it's funny that you would mention that it's easy to knock people off objectives when it Uh-oh. turns out sometimes it's not. <laughs> so I got my wanted Dark Eldar matchup again, and this time I came back at it with a vengeance. <laughs> uh, so I played Luke McCarthy uh, playing Dark, El- Dark Eldar, just like I said. Um, he was playing the traditional style list that was pre-nerf, where he had one Dark Technomancers, one Cult of Strife, and one Cabal of the Blackheart. Um, and he ran double uh, Court of the Archon Bomb. Was it double? No, it was only single. I'm crazy. Sorry. Anyway, so single Court of the Archon uh, for part of his, like, while we stand mechanic. He didn't end up taking while we stand, I think, in our game, though, just because, I don't know, he had questions, which is probably a smart call. Um, but I have, you know, these mega-aggressive dreadnoughts that are really hard to kill, and um, there's only three objectives. So basically, I had the two Galatis, like, go tag team, one objective, and then I had a Telamon push up to the other objective, while the two other two Telemons just kind of flexed in the middle. And um, he just, he couldn't get rid of me. And I kept killing everything he had because Dark Eldar don't hold up real well if they're seen. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, um, I just kept slapping him off the objective and kept holding it myself. I ended up winning this one pretty swimmingly. Um, I want to say... Turn three or turn four, it was pretty decided. He had very few things left, and I still had most most of everything. Um, 
ended up winning this game 81 to 53 and shout out to Luke. Cause it was a really good game. Um, and he was a really good sport about it too. Like, you know, none of the, this is the last game. It doesn't matter blues. So it was cool. Well, um, that puts us both at four and two for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was extremely excited about that. Uh, I've never done that well at a major before I had played in a Nova before and done did not pretty, not well. Um, yeah, so I finished, uh, yeah, 4-2, uh, 435 battle points that had me at 67th place, uh, which did give me top of uh, the top of the other three Salamanders players over there, so ha, suck it. Um, and it looks like you did pretty well too, Shane, uh, 469. Yep, nice. and- first place fucking imperium but i know popular lately so oh no there's another imperium list higher than me i already saw so never mind i didn't get anything other than i got to have fun um so it was a great time we both finished the event um you dipped that night i stayed around and played in the rtt um i was kind of iffy on it at first uh but it was actually kind of cool so i don't know if like i like we even talked about this so Basically, you just kind of showed up. There's a big group of us, um, and it was they, like, they're like, all right, well, we're going to break you guys up into pods eight. Uh, if you have people that you want to be in your pod, grab your buddies. We'll put you in a pod together. Um, so me, a uh, teammate of mine, Troy, um, and then one of our local guys, Ol, uh, were all there, and we kind of like tagged each other and got put into the bracket. The game plan was, uh, jokingly, that Troy and I would play round two and meet Ol on the top table. Um, so round one, I got paired into a gentleman named Steve Slow. Uh, he ran, he was running a Space Wolves Terminator list, which was really frustrating to deal with because it was Storm Shield, uh, Storm Bolter Terminators. Yeah. They didn't really hurt me, but I also really couldn't hurt them. Um, so we went back and forth. I did, I did win this game pretty handily. I won, I believe, 94 to 30. Uh, because I just could he once he got into dreadnought punch range on like the the objectives because uh, we did retrieval mission again. Um, yeah, he I just he got punched. He, he, yeah, um, so I won that one. This is a single like a single round elimination. So if you're out, you win or you lose, you're out. Um, so I won that game pretty quickly. Uh, so I got to go and relax, and I got some pizza from the pizza joint, which is actually really good. And I'm really upset with myself for not finding like going there until the very last day. Um, and then lo and behold, round two, as predicted, uh, I played Troy. Troy was running Dark Eldar. Um, and you were not. I was not. Um, that game was actually a really tight, close game. Uh, we were both exhausted and made a couple dummy mistakes. Um, but I put, I had, I don't like doing this, even though I'm sure it's going to want to be a common theme. I don't like talking about dice. Um, but I had a contemptor hitting and wounding on twos, firing into a raider, and I did two damage to the raider. Um, Very nice. How much? Yeah. Um, it felt real bad because somewhere somewhere along the, the marble smooth surface of my brain, I decided to not do Wisdom of the Ancients for my rerolls. Um, and as soon as I failed to kill, I'm sorry, it was not a raider, it was a ravager. As soon as I failed to kill a ravager, uh, I think it was more than two. I think I, I took it to its middle bracket or whatever, but like 
is super underwhelming. Um, and he proceeded to kill the fuck out of Dreadnoughts. Um, yeah. So it went back and forth. I played it pretty tight. Uh, Troy wound up winning 84 to 74. You're not bad. Yeah, so I actually felt pretty good about it. A lot of things did not go the way mass that they should have gone. Um, so I feel like I still have like that list if I ever played again in the Dark Eldar. I actually have a decent matchup into it. But um, I wound up leaving. I was exhausted. We had just played eight games, 40k in three days, and had a you know two-hour drive home, but turned into a three-hour drive home. Shout out to Jersey Traffic. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean... That was a great time. I heard there was a lot of complaints about the tables um, and the terrain. Um, yeah. I personally didn't have an issue with the terrain. I kind of liked that, that there was some diversity to it, and they weren't all this exact same table. Um, but I know there were there were a lot of those trains setups where if you played against a shooting army and they, you went second, you were kind of screwed. So I can understand the frustrations, I guess. Yeah, I won't go into it too much because I know a lot of the other other stuff did. But uh, yeah, some of the lower tables apparently were like real bad on the the terrain density. And I think my only personal beef is uh, having to make sure that I freaking discussed what we wanted to do with magic boxes on every table because pretty much they were on every table I played on. I um my big my big issue this is with ninth edition itself. I think obscuring is fine. But I really can't stand when we use or are told to use the outside profiles of buildings uh, when factoring in obscuring. I like the base of it. I play my game off of uh, true line of sight. If I can see something, I'm going to assume I can see it. And I can't tell you how many times I'd get, well, actually, you can't because the base of the model or the base of the building stuck out like an extra inch, like a half an inch or something like that. Um, I get it, I, I guess, but I really hate it. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Well, you know, one thing that's interesting is that according to the obscuring rules, it specifically says of the terrain feature, and GW terrain does not have bases. So implying that the obscuring is from the base is not inherently correct. So it's really something you should probably discuss with like every opponent ever every time you go to a tournament because I do and it's really it's like be. a it's like a seventy thirty split. A lot of people like doing the stupid uh, profiles, and it's like I can't really contest it because if I call a judge and we can't come to an agreement, they're gonna tell one of us to you know shove it, and then some. Then somebody feels bad, and the way uh, the way things were working for me that weekend. Uh, I just assumed it was going to be me. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a fight worth having generally. But it's all right. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, first ACO is great. I got to spend a lot. Of time. I met a lot of great people. I uh, got to hang out with. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. I got to spend some time with Seth. Uh, Seth uh, Oster from Seth the Mad Doc. Uh, he's the new host of one of the. We're one of the new hosts of Signals from the Frontline. Yep. Which is cool. I watched your new episode yesterday. Um, and then he's got a YouTube channel like dedicated completely to orcs, which is really neat. Uh, seeing videos on, I like, I appreciate his videos because I don't really know what to do with orcs a lot of the time. So if watching his videos of Tactica to do against Space Marines, I know how to like try to like reverse engineer it. Galaxy brain. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, um, and then yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I mentioned it last episode. I'm a member of a team called the Legion of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, we had a pretty pretty good sized group there, so we all got to hang out and drink drinks and play the hams, and it was a, it was a great time. It was a merry time. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so that I think that kind of wraps up our ACO summary. Um, so we can talk books. Um, so this was this week, like coming last weekend. Uh, today is Saturday. I'll probably have this up on like Monday. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll get it up tomorrow. Um, <laughs> technically, it's Sunday now. Uh, it was yeah, the first weekend where the new Amec book was legal. Um, I'm really excited for this book. I think it's really neat. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, I'm really fascinated by the fact that I have a troop choice that is a core, um, even though I never run them anyway. Um, but the fact that they've turned eight points Guitari models into absolute like monster killing machines, uh, I think is cool. Uh, monster kill. I feel uh, a lot less dumb for owning, you know. Uh, However many Admech uh, Skitari I have, I think I have like nine thousand. I think I have like a hundred now. Jesus fucking Christ! Um, they're so I've always liked Admech. Uh, when they first came out, I thought they were cool. Uh, then there's a couple like in like two thousand, like right when Eighth Edition dropped, uh, there was a guy who was selling a start collecting kit for like dirt cheap. So I bought it from him. I started building stuff. And I just fell in love. But I've had this Admech army actually for a really long time, but I haven't really done anything with it other than doing the Belisarius Call, Castle and Robot, Mar- Wrath of Mars Hell. Um, so I'd bring that out every once in a while. But uh, that is that is dead and gone. Uh, Wrath of Mars is now capped at six more wounds, and Castle and Robots have like a third of the shots that they used to have, which is both things are totally fair in my opinion. Yeah, um, agreed. I think my Amec are actually probably my nicest looking army. I'm very proud of them. And they're painted up as the Ryza as Ryza. And their rules are actually pretty neat. I'm gonna run a Ryza list here eventually. Um just to try to get some reps in with them. But they're gonna probably not be my tournament list, unfortunately. Um because I mean, yeah. they're basically Blood Angels Admech and being good at combat in a shooting army just isn't it. Seems um, good. Yeah, so some like big differences from you know this book to the previous books. You can take Skatarian like twenty man squads now, uh, so they just have an absurd amount of firepower. You have ways of taking the heavy two galvanic rifles, turning them into rapid fire. You can give them extra AP. The Vanguard guns wound on fours with the stratagem, so you run these big giant blobs and they just shred things. Like I played a game against the Herodin today and almost killed it with fifteen Vanguards. Um, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh it was awesome. Um they um but yeah, uh the, a lot of models changed. Um and like what they do. So like the manipulus has changed. They don't give the extra range of movement now, but they make your guns better. Uh they give them more AP. Um Data Losis is somehow two things at once now. He is still Data Losis, but also the techno archaeologist, so Cool, very cool GW. Thanks. Well, just because they put his picture in the entry doesn't mean that's him. It's clearly his clone, his unnamed generic no man clone. It irks me to no end that he still has his old rules, but that's okay. Those are that's his problems. old rules are real. But um, 
Breacher spam is basically dead and gone. They lost cores. They don't have a way of doing rerolls. They're bikers, so they can't do any of the fun actions. Um, I mean, they they tough. Uh, they're two two of saves now. Um, the the flappy boys, the the pederaxi, they're pretty good now. I've got a unit of ten of them actually on my desk right now. I'm trying to get them ready. Um, well, I'm sure it'll get FAQ, but the fact that they can just leave after they do their full turn of things is really cool. Yeah, it seems perfectly balanced. Show up, do a thing, and then leave before you can react. Oh yeah. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Uh, <laughs> the horses got nerfed pretty bad, which is fortunate because I have followed them. Nice. Uh, um, the planes seemed good still. I ran a bomber today in a test game, and it did it, it killed Gene Steelers and Gauls real good. Um, but they're they're just gorgeous models. I like them. But I think I think the entire depth mechanic is line is gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I plan on running Lucius. I think everybody who's going to competitively play Admech is going to run them as Lucius. Lucius gives plus three inches to all of your ranged weapons. You get plus one to your save against damage one, which is super handy. It reminds me of a certain definitely better than all the other rest of the Space Marine chapters. Um, you have ways of giving your core units ignoring AP one and two. Uh, Lucius has a relic that lets basically the Veil of Darkness, so you can teleport something across the board, i.e. 20 Vanguard or Rangers here to just shoot things until they're not alive anymore. Um, Very rude. Yeah, well, something I, I did today and I had fun with it, and I'll probably still continue to do it as I get my armies built and painted is the Tech Priests uh, or the, the Cybernetic Data Smiths that come with the Castle and Robots. Uh, they make them core. So I can put all the spicy buffs on them. So today I took a unit of them. Gave used the Lucius Warlord trait to have them only be wounded on fours and have them ignore AP one and two, and then teleported them across the board and charged five punchy castle and robots into a high tyrant and murdered them real good. What the fuck? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's definitely wacky. It's a huge point sink and I'll never be efficient, but nobody expects five castles in the face turn one cracked out of the mind. No one suspects. The Admech Inquisition. Exactly. Um, speaking of Inquisition, I do want to put an Inquisitor in my list. I have the, the Kyra Draxus model, so I may use her if I ever start running combat stuff just because her fight last is cool. Cody is, bro. Cody is. He's so uh, good. But something else that released last week, or yeah, this previous weekend, that's something that Shane has uh, been both very excited and not excited for is the new. Adeptus Sororitas Codex. And boy, oh boy, does Shane have feelings about this book. Shane, may I offer you your soapbox? Uh, yeah, all right. Um, where to even begin with this dumpster fire? Oh, wait, no, maybe not dumpster fire for Codex. Anyway, um, so let's see. I have very mixed feelings about this book. Uh, more or less, it took everything I was using before and went ahead and firmly placed it in the dumpster. So I was super not happy about that. Um, there is some some gems in here, and I think that the Codex overall still has play. Uh, I don't honestly, I don't think it's as good as it was before this book, which is extra feel bad. Um, but I have to kind of figure out how to make it not terrible which is not a great feeling 
Um, there's some cool new stuff, which is neat, which is actually, you mentioned that I dipped out early, or, you know, Saturday night at ACO. Ironically enough, part of it was so I could go pick up all of my new sister shit on that Sunday. Um, so the new High Lord of Terra, Morvan Vol, the leader of all the Adeptosaur Aritas, is mega good, and in my opinion, under-costed. Um, I mean, she is reroll ones to hit and a wound within six for core. She has basically a chapter master ability she can use on a unit, but it's not just reroll hits, it's reroll hits and wounds. Um, she's a beat stick. She's hard to kill. Uh, and she's just really good. And she's an HQ as a Supreme Commander unit, which is like bonkers. So you can just slaughter in a regular detachment. Um, what else? Oh, the the new uh, Celestian Sacrosants, which again I'm probably saying wrong. Are they really good? Because they're super cheap. Because they're uh, they're basically 14 points of two up, four up, and they have a good melee weapon, you know. So they're actually like main. Awesome. Uh, yeah. They're pretty good. Um, I guess really like the the new thing that I've started to lock onto with uh, the new sisters book is looking at like Arden Shroud because Arden Shroud their order ability or chapter fucking Forge World blah 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 everybody has their own fucking unique name for it um, is that they can move or advance or move and advance. Uh, and shoot as if they had remained stationary, which Ooh. is legit as fuck when you're, you know, toting around like heavy bolters and multi meltas, and you can just like casually advance a multi melta and still shoot with it as if you didn't move, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, and then the other half of their trait is that each unit gets a free hit or wound reroll, so it's kind of like salamanders but better now question mark sad face because it's hit or wound um it's not as good as old salamanders though because it's not hit and wound it's just hit but you know new book new good um so one of the things i've been messing around with that is running a bunch of uh five model units that have one multi-melt in it because it basically means you have to kill four models before you can kill the multi-melta and it just kind of runs around on the board and shoots shit, which is pretty fucking funny. Because you could potentially, you know, advance this multi-melta 12, maybe 13, if you have plus one to advance and charge from a, the sacred right. And then, you know, shoot your 24 with a multi-melta. This is a place of me. <laughs> I mean, I like, this. like I said, I had, to, I had to find the little nuggets of cool in this book um but yeah i uh like i said i have mixed reviews like bloody rose took a hit uh valor's heart took a hit um a lot of the units took hits and we lost advance and charge as a stratagem which is really big in my opinion uh a lot of people counter that discussion with that repentia can still advance and charge with the new repentia superior but that is done in the command phase, which means you can't be in a transport. So, Repentia that aren't in transports have a life expectancy of about your opponent's shooting phase. 
my my preferred repentia life expectancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really um they're not real good at living. And now that the aura based invulnerable save boost is capped at plus one, uh, that means you can't even have them sitting at a four up invuln anymore easily. So yeah, not great. Uh, and then, if you remember, last time we were talking about my favorite unit in the game was uh, what delightfully is called on the internet, Becky, and I call oh, her Cannonist. I love Becky. Yeah, she's dead. Oh. They murdered her. Oh. Um, they murdered the murder Cannonist? They did. They found out she was doing so much murder and decided to murder her back. So that's both ironic and unfortunate. Yeah... I'm still pretty upset about that. Basically, they changed the Bloody Rose Relic to only being one damage now for some reason. But then they gave it plus one strength instead. But I don't really think that that was a worthwhile trade at all. <laughs> um, and then additionally, if that's if you're fighting, I think, six or more models, then you get an extra D3 attacks. Which I guess is good if you're putting her into a horde, but... That's never really her target in my mind, anyway. Um, there is kind of like an alternate thing you can do now, which still, in my opinion, is not as good as the old Becky build, especially since it costs like double the points. Um, as you do give a Cannonist uh, Blessed Blade, and then the, you give her the Blessed Blade Relic, which is somewhat equivalent to a Thunder Hammer. It's not quite the same strength. Um, and then uh, you give her a new upgrade to the codex. There's, they made uh, Canonists and Palatine upgrade only, like, based on points. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, there's some really neat new things. I don't know how great they are, but one of the ones that you can give is, um, so it gives the model fights last as a, like, if you're in a combat, you can make an enemy unit fight last, which is cool. Great. But the cool part is that once per game, you can huck a miracle die, and depending upon the value of the miracle die, you project an aura of turn off enemy and vulnerable saves. So you, oh. have, you have a cannonist rocking a three damage weapon that ignores invulnerable saves at AP4. So, oh. kind of good. Not as good because you don't have as many attacks, but deals more damage, so maybe it's better. Uh, the biggest problem is that she loses a lot of the rerolls she used to have. So you basically have to rely on like Morvin being like, oh, hey, I heard you can't reroll anything. Here, go ahead and reroll everything there, little cannonist. God. But then we circle back to the whole problem of why would you ever take a cannonist ever again when Morvin literally does the same thing but better? So, well, if you want Becky to live. I mean, uh, I have to play Bloody Rose then and. I have yeah. mixed feelings about that too because their stratagem got nerfed too. It's not plus one to wound anymore. Just like, Yikes. yeah, it just kind of got kicked around a lot and did not feel great. Well, Becky, I'm gonna pour one out for you because you are a real one, even though you killed the shit out of me every time we played. So, <laughs> um, I say this from the bottom of my heart: I won't miss you. Oh, uh, however, like I will make. I will. Miss making Becky with the good hair jokes as nobody gets them because I'm that guy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so we have kind of a a lull coming in events. Uh, I did like ten minutes before we recorded get into an incursion tournament. 
Yeah. Yeah, one of our local guys, uh, John Baker, is running. Uh, so I'll probably be bringing my ad mech to that. Are you playing that? Yeah. Ooh, what are you bringing? Uh, some strange new sisters list, because I'm still trying to figure out how to make it work. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see how many Skatari I can hate, and if I can bring, like, 80 Skatari at a thousand points, I will, uh, because I'm, I'm committed to other people's misery. Uh, it probably won't happen, so I'll probably have to put other stuff in there, but, um, it's an opportunity for me to, like, flex my painting muscles, give my, uh, now that my airbrushes work, and I have a lot of stuff to paint again, I, uh, I traded an old army to get three gladiators and three, uh, Invictor war suits for my salamanders, so I'll have them in here soon. So I'll have some salamanders to paint. Um, the new chapter approved dropped the points on a lot of things, so I'm actually very excited to try out the storm feeder hammer strikes, uh, the melta speeders. Um, because you know, salamanders, um, I mean, they raised the points on the meta choices, <laughs> they did. Um, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, and then. July 3rd, uh, we should have an RTT, which uh, I'll be at. I'm very excited for that. Uh, so maybe we'll, my next, my guess is probably the next time you hear from us, we will be talking about what other news we have and reviewing that. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to hit or go over with our, uh, our beloved viewers? No, poor sad sisters. Well, I think we can we can take a moment for a moment of silence uh, for Becky uh, as we remember her. Okay, that's all she gets. Fuck you, Becky. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that has been this rendition of the Watts Hammer Watts Cast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Shane, I want to thank you for joining me once again. Yeah, and. Uh, Please remember, if you have the correct opinion about Salamanders, have the last name of Watts, please email me at jcwatts7691 at gmail.com to discuss your opportunities as a co-host on a new Warhammer podcast. Uh, <laughs> have a great uh, have a great couple weeks, everybody. Stay cool. Stay safe. Uh, Salamanders rule. Fuck you, Becky. Oh, bye. <laughs>